Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. I got stickers. <laughs> I get excited every time I hear it, man. I know I say this every week. I know. It just I absolutely absolutely love it. And I'm uh it's not like a, it's not like I do this every week, right? I'm fired up today, just like I was last week. Well, I'm fired up every week. What can I say? Well, let's give props out to our te- technical team for producing that video and the, bringing the music in. They did an awesome job. Holla. Along, along with our sponsor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I got this right oh. here. <laughs> we don't have one. Our sponsorship oh, we- is so low. We lost a cup. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got a half a cup. Um, <laughs> By the way, Dan is our technological production team. <laughs> you know what? Maybe someday we'll get a professional in there to to make it better. Hey, we got you, smartest man alive. Well, uh, at least at least the smartest man in my household, and I can say that because I'm the only guy here. It <laughs> makes two of us. There you go. I just I'm sure. smarter. Hey, there you are. You're the smartest man in your household. Thanks. And by the way, uh, this show is now complete because I feel really good. And I'm going to go take a nap. Go right. Well, <laughs> hey, I've got... Okay, we, you and I were just chatting right beforehand. And I was telling you about this quote that I found from somebody on Telegram, uh, IET17. I, I don't know who, the world, who in the world this person is, but I saw this quote on Telegram. It was shared by someone. And he says this, imagine if our Christian view of the end times was centered on preparing for Christ rather than an antichrist, mark of the lamb rather than the beast, centered on preparing for redeeming the earth rather than escaping it, and centered on hope rather than fear. Can I get an amen? Amen. That That is the whole goal that GJ and I have, is we want to point you to Jesus. We want you to point you to the lamb. We want to point you to to redemption. We want you to be uh, somebody who's full of hope, not full of fear. We don't have to fear the end of this time, end of the times. We don't have to fear it if you believe in Jesus. Because we are coming from a position of victory. And I know that's hard for us to understand in the flesh. We're already living in victory. We know the outcome. That's the best. We know the outcome. We just don't know when. Absolutely. And we do have some signs. (laughs) <laughs> that are pointing to the end. Quite a few of those signs, actually. I, I was really good this time. I didn't put like 10 different things for each section. I just chose like two or three. Because honestly, there's so much going on right now. There's a lot going on. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men 
will see visions and your old man like Dan will dream dreams. I've been having some dreams recently. Yeah, you have. <laughs> I'm going to share that I'm going to share that dream later, but go ahead. Acts 217. <clears throat> well, think of, let's go after the last few verses because it just doesn't stop there. He says in those days I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women alike. Come on women, God does not leave you out. No matter what other guys may try to do, God does not leave you out. As a matter of fact, women, you have a major role, a major, major role in this. And they will prophesy. Verse 19, and I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. Can you talk about volcanoes? The sun will become dark and the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. But everyone, this is the hope, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Another amen? Yes, I am like, ah. I need to get a chair that doesn't squeak, though, because it sounds like I'm opening a door. That wasn't the chair. (laughs) It was my bones. Yeah, just go back to Acts 17. Man, read that again for everybody. You're an old man. I am an old man. I'm young. I'm young. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm young. Yeah, just a little sniff at the end. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Where do you want to start there, bro? I was going to have you read Acts 217 one more time. Just kind of reset. You kind of just looked at me like, what? (laughs) And your old man will dream dreams. Okay, we're just going to read that part. I don't dream dreams. I have visions once once every, every decade. Well, according to my youngest daughter, I was old at the age of 42. But when you're 70, you're ancient. So we haven't hit that yet. We're not there. You're close. Um, Mark, I see your comments. I see your comments. The video should be shareable. I'm not quite sure if you want maybe to restart your Facebook, but thank you for trying to share it. Um, And you can try to share it from my Lost Art of Relationship page. Or my actual Dan Crystal page, but I, I would prefer to share it from the um, Lost Art Relationship if you can. So, oh yeah, he says. Uh, anyway, back to you, GJ. What's some Earth news? I just want to make sure I commented on that because he was having trouble sharing it. Please share, everybody. Share the, the coin. Video. The coin of dam, one of the largest dams in Merishatra, India, is overflowing. Oh, I, I saw that video. That was crazy. Oh my gosh. You know, you're going to bring that video. Yes. I'm going to pop it up because I want people to see what that looked like. That was insane. So there's flooding everywhere now. Flooding everywhere. Like in the days of Noah. Hey. Although God said he wouldn't destroy the world by floods again. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't say there wouldn't be some floods. <clears throat> so we got floods in Europe. We got floods in India. We got floods in China. We have fires in your backyard. Well, that made some noise there. We got floods in my backyard. We have floods in my backyard. Fires, fires. Fires, fires. Yeah, we have fires in our backyard. Okay, I got this video up. I want to show bring everybody. It, what it's bring like. it, bring it. Let me just uh, share the screen here. I know we weren't planning on doing this. Otherwise, I would have, uh, would have, but here we go. Y'all see that? 
Yes, sir. <clears throat> there it is. Look at that. Check that out. I mean, that's massive. Absolutely massive. I don't even know what to say, but that is that's the kind of thing we're talking about. When we say dams and floods, that is a massive amount of force being pushed through that. Yeah, and it's amazing that the dam is staying intact. Unlike the ones in China that gave way, which they've been talking about sometime, which created flooding there. Well, as uh, just talking about China again, China is battling major flooding, earthquakes, and typhoons now. Yes, in Shanghai. Massive typhoon affecting probably 200 million people. And um, I was actually watching I was watching um, a video, unfortunately, this poor woman, but she was on his moped and she was trying to drive in this typhoon's 60 mile per hour winds. She stopped. The whole bike just kind of fell over. She was okay. But as she stood up, the wind literally just took her and pushed her across the street. She did get up, everybody. I'm not laughing at her demise, but it was, I mean, if you have 60 mile per hour sustained winds, please don't be outside on a moped. People, what are you thinking? I don't, it's like going to the edge of a volcano lava stream or yeah. standing at the edge of a uh, sinkhole that's still breaking. Which we got it's, another one to talk about. Go for it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that. Okay. Well, they also have dust storms. Did you see that dust storm? Yeah. That thing was rolling in like a, a mountain. Like a mountain. I know. It was like a mountain range. That was pretty wild. So this yeah. is all happening in China. Well, and let's let's move a little bit to Turkey. Okay. Massive flooding there. In Germany. Isn't, isn't most of Turkey desert? I believe you're right there. So there's another desert that's getting flooding. Things uh, that make you go, hmm. Wait, you went you went left. Oh, he's just rocking back and forth. Well, there's also in Brazil, they had this major cold snap that kind of it was they called it a freak cold snap that came out of nowhere. And the coffee industry is now impacted down in Brazil, which means the price of coffee is going to go up. I just thought that was interesting. Not saying that that's like an end of worldish kind of thing, but the fact that there's a freak cold snap that's happening in Brazil, there was a freak one that happened in Texas. We have these massive amounts of rain that are falling all over the planet. I saw this one video, I think I sent it over to you, GJ, where there's a place, I want to say it's in Kansas, but don't quote me on that, but there's a place where they have this massive massive building that is shooting out H hydrogen and oxygen into the atmosphere. And literally an hour later, it's raining. So they're, they're trying to create this atmosphere of rain. So it's man-made and it's not God-made. So, I mean, we're, we're playing around with some really crazy things here mm -hmm. when we try to play God, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's to me, another sign is, Forget what they're doing. It's just all these different things where man is attempting to play God in so many different areas. And when man does that, it becomes blasphemy to the one true God. 100%. Well, did you happen to see those large meteors, in, one in Texas and one in Oslo, Norway? 
Did not see that one or heard about the one in Texas. There was one that happened in Texas and one that happened in Oslo, Norway, and they both were caught on camera. And they well, were. Thanks for showing us the video. Appreciate it. I can look it up if you want. Whoa, dude. No, I was, I was just giving you a hard time. I mean, I, mean, I got you. Let me try uh, to take a drink from my sponsor. <laughs> take a drink from your sponsor? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm not sure why I thought that was funny. But <laughs> that's just one of those signs in the, just like we read in Acts. Right? <laughs> we just read that in Acts where it says, uh, I will cause wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and clouds of smoke. So that's when we're talking about that meteor, this, these two large meteors illuminated over the sky. That is a sign in the heavens above. I mean, he's, these are the things that are happening. Hey, look, we're not saying it's the actual end, guys. We don't know when that's going to happen. Jesus is very clear about that. But he did say, when you see some of these things, look up. Right, we're just going to keep on reminding you to look up, look to Jesus. That's the reason why we're doing this. Hey, I got one more for Earth News. What do, you, do you have any other ones? Oh yeah, it's all you, man. The floor is yours. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I'm going to take a drink from our sponsor. All right, thank you. Invasive moth species. <laughs> Invasive moth species. <laughs> May not say more. <laughs> Just tell me it's not California. Just keep going the things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> it's being renamed after claims it sounds like an ethnic slur. What? <laughs> what is it called? Can we say it? Can we say it or will we get booted? <laughs> it's called the gypsy moth. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know gypsies were a people group. I thought they were just the people that migrated from one place to the next. Correct. And so I, why is that racist? I didn't you know there was even any of those people anymore. Oh, well, they're definitely here because I remember we were in Italy and we were walking across this bridge that had this huge market. They were People were coming up. This is just a few years ago. People were coming up to us left and right and asking us to buy something or do this or do that. And literally, we were told by the guide, don't let them touch you because <laughs> they will take what is in your pocket. And I had this, I had this kind of a bag in the front of me that's attached to me and it's like radio frequencies, whatever keeps you from getting credit card information. And um, they literally came up to my daughter and while I was standing there and, were, and was asking her to go with them. And I'm like, uh, excuse me. No. Anyway. Gypsy moth. I'm so sorry that that sounds racist. I, I had no clue. <laughs> I didn't realize. It's highly invasive. So that's what caught my attention. But then, then I'm like, okay. <laughs> I don't believe this is a sign. But what it is, is a sign of ridiculousness. There's a show called Ridiculousness. Ridiculousness? Yeah. That's what I'm, we're seeing. Oh, yeah. It's a show called Ridiculousness. Yeah. I just love how you say that. It's, it's a tough one. <laughs> it is. <laughs> My wife will make fun of me. Hey, that's all right. I, we were just talking, oh, Ty and I were just talking last night about how we say certain things. And um, she, for the longest time, could not say perfect. She would always say perfect. <laughs> Somehow we added a D in there. I'm not really sure how. Hey, so lightning strikes. I was taking a look at this report. 
this morning, lightning strikes in India, okay, in India, mm-hmm. have risen 34% over year over year. So April to May of 2020, April to May of 2021, in that one-year time frame, during, that, during those months, the lightning increased 34%. And this past year, in this this past August, over seven, almost seventeen hundred people were killed by lightning strikes in India. I mean, and and the thing is, they're saying that there's an increased lightning around the world, and it's happening everywhere. Now, I'm not a scientist, but what they're saying is, is that when you have more moisture in the air, and they're electrically charged, then that lightning can actually keep water suspended in those clouds a little a lot longer. And so we're seeing heavier rains, we're seeing the flooding, we're seeing a lot more lightning. So please, again, if you see lightning, don't go outside to take pictures of it. But do go up next to the volcano and the sinkholes. No, I, no, 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 no. No, don't do that. <laughs> just, just stay inside and take some pictures, okay? And don't stand underneath a tree. For the love of goodness, don't stand underneath a tree in a lightning storm. A tree will get hit. Or, as we learned last week, next to a brick building. Yes, that's true. Uh, I still think that that was a sign from heaven. <laughs> that's my personal opinion. I'll leave it at that. Any more Earth news, GJ? Because oh yeah, there was a solar storm. Oh yeah, I don't. I didn't put that down because oh, I, I can't relate. Really. It's all you, man. No, that's all I got. There was a solar storm. Look how up. big. Was it? I don't know. I do know. Well, we know what Jesus well, said. I will cause wonders in the heavens above, signs on the earth below. The sun will become dark, the moon will turn blood red before that great and glorious day of the Lord arrives. You know, I have two, two things that make you go, hmm, and one, rumors of war. Okay, well, let's do rumors of wars. And then I have some uh, leading up to the tribulation stuff we can go through. Um, is yours? Does yours have to do with Tunisia? Nope. Yep. Okay, I'll take it with Mr. Putin. Okay, I'll, I have that on there, but I'm going to let you take Putin. I'll take Tunisia. So Tunisia, a small country somewhere on the other side of the world, is now going through some major upheaval. So the president of Tunisia fired the – I didn't even know you could do this – fired the prime minister, dissolved the parliament, suspended the immunity of all the deputies, and declared that he is assuming executive power following violent unrest and an emergency meeting with armed forces and security services. Whatever's going on over there, this president felt like he needed to take control. And now it's causing some major upheaval in that region. So uh, I don't, uh, we, more news will come on this, I'm sure, but there are countries that are literally going nuts. So we already had Myanmar, now we have Tunisia, and then we have presidents that are two presidents that have heart attacks out of the blue after they made an announcement about not doing a push for the shot and then one that made that announcement and was killed now we're we're not saying that they're connected we're just saying hey this is very interesting now brazil the president of brazil is coming out i'm going way beyond the wars and rumors of wars but brazil is coming out now and the president has said we're not going to push the shot i mean i'm praying for that president because who knows if there is a connection i mean that's some bravery but Tunisia has really gone through some major stuff right now. So actually what we need to do is we need to pray for the people of Tunisia because they're the ones that are going to suffer because of what's happening on the governmental level. But um, speaking of trouble, 
Mr. Putin, what has he been saying recently? Here's what he, here's what he said. He, th- he threatens, threatens Russian fury. <laughs> so he warns, unpreventable strike awaiting any enemy. Need I say more? Yeah, I like that phrase, unpreventable strike. I mean, I'm pretty sure any strike that you do is preventable. Correct. I mean, what would he consider? What would he consider to be something? Somebody that comes against his navy? Did you see that? I'm mean, like, it was all about the navy for some reason. I mean, he's got submarines, he's got destroyers, he's got all these other things floating around the world. But he says, if you come at us, we're gonna take you out. Yeah, with fury. With fury. Unpreventable. Hey. Hey. That's like saying irreconcilable differences. To me, that just means I refuse to reconcile. That's all that is. Yeah. Yeah. Decision. Wars and rumors of wars. Well, I don't want to hear. Let me. I think now's a great time to read a scripture. I will, You actually the one where that pointed this out. By the way, uh, yeah. you sent it to me yesterday, and I remembered. I came home and I'm like Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. GJ said, we have to make sure that we read this. Remember? You said this last night. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you were getting ice cream with Journey, and and we weren't. That's right. I invited you, but you had some excuse about having to fly from Nebraska. I don't know what that's all about. (laughs) Uh, So. do that again? Fly from Nebraska. (laughs) Do that well. Thank you. Proverbs. Hopefully, I fly in the rapture at some point. (laughs) I have bobbleheads coming your way. (laughs) When it says in Proverbs 29 18, reading out of the New Living Translation, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. But whoever obeys the law is joyful. Now, we're talking about the law of the land, we're talking about the law of God. The law of God being the Ten Commandments, which all the law and the prophets hinge on those Ten Commandments that can be boiled down to two. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. So whoever obeys that law is joyful. But when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. I think we got some people running wild in the world right now, don't we? Well, just look at all the topics we've already covered. I mean, that's some running wild is going on. Some shaking's going on. Definitely. Well, the one thing I have for leading up to the tribulation is based off that scripture. So it kind of, I saw this one headline and I'm like, I'm just going to read that article because sometimes I just give you the headline and I let people look it up themselves. But I really wanted to explain this one because it has a lot to do with that scripture, Proverbs 29, 18, that we just read. There's a recent article in the Los Angeles Times and Yahoo News, and this is the headline, but I'm going to explain a little bit about what's in the article. Why America's record godlessness is good news for the nation. That's the headline. Now, that grabs your attention, does it not? Yes. Well, it, this article that I read is quoting those two articles. And I'm going to read two quotes out of there. And I'm going to talk about, um, I'm going to talk about a representative from our own Congress here in the United States about what he said. But one of the quotes is, the secularization of U.S. society dash, the waning of religious faith, practice, and affiliation, dash, is continuing at a dramatic and historically unprecedented pace, 
While many may consider such a development as a cause for concern, I'm raising my hand on that, such a worry is not warranted, according to this article. This increasing godlessness in America, they're saying, I'm saying, they're saying in air quotes, is actually a good thing to be welcomed and embraced. That's an exact quote from this article. The other quote is, the organic secularization we are experiencing in the United States is a progressive force for good, one that is associated with improved human rights, more protections for planet Earth, and an increased sociocultural propensity to make this life as fair and just as we can in the here and now, rather than in a heavenly reward that fewer and few of us believe in. Those are just two quotes from the Los Angeles Times article and the Yahoo News article that's entitled, Why America's Record Godlessness is Good News for the Nation. Now, I want to remind everybody what happened last year when I'm going to mention his name, Representative Jerry Nadler, who was from New York, who actually proclaimed that God's will was of no concern to this Congress. And it's the same party that kicked God out of the Pledge of Allegiance and out of their national convention that they held last year. So I just want to point that out to everybody because this is the kind of thing that's happening right now. When we do not follow God's law, what happens is, is repression almost always follows. And that's what we're experiencing right now. Literally this past couple of days, and this is leading up to the tribulation, our own government is coming out and saying, we're going to take down and help other social media platforms take down things that we consider to be misinformation. So uh, that's why I wanted to read directly from those articles so that they could not say we're giving misinformation about what somebody's saying. So that's where we are right now, GJ. That's the leading up to the tribulation stuff that, I mean, that's the only one I've got today because I think that's pretty serious. <clears throat> very serious, very scary. And when I when when you're reading it, I'm saying self-projection of everything you're saying is actually opposite because it, anytime you start to man starts to dictate these terms, you're actually laying more rules, more layers of of uh, of laws or whatever that is actually harder to operate in, which makes it more difficult instead of having more freedom and more joy and more peace. And uh, it's just it's, it's just slang for control. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and the other thing is, this country was founded on God and godly principles. So, what happens when you take the godly principles out of anything? What happens? Go back to Proverbs twenty nine eighteen. They will run wild. And we're seeing that across the world. There's a lot of places right now. I mean, we name you named a handful of them where people have been <clears throat> taken out, governments overthrown, people killed, uh, on and on and on. That's running wild. Where's God in all this? People are saying we don't want God in this. That's why it's happening. Whenever you remove God from the equation. Whenever you do that, there's going to be chaos that follows. It says in the scripture that God is a God of order. He doesn't create chaos. He is not chaotic. He is a God of order. Now, some of the things that happen may seem like it's chaotic, but there is a divine purpose and plan connected to it. Uh, right now, you know, this world is inhabited and 
by us, of course, but it is considered, even Jesus says it, this is, there's the prince of this world, which is Satan. He is the one that's kind of controlling what's going on on the world right now. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into the theology of that, but if Jesus said it, I'm going to believe it pretty much how it's going to go. I'm not going to try to add any more words to what Jesus said. Well, here's something we've talked about quite a few times. Ephesians 6.12, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. That's Ephesians 6.12, and that's really what's happening. So, you know, we see certain things that are happening because of what's happening in the spiritual realm, but we're in a war, in a spiritual war, and we're seeing certain things in the flesh. But a lot of what we don't, a lot of what's happening, we don't see. It's in, it's in the darkness. Complete darkness. I mean, literally, when you think about it, it's like, if have you ever been to a place, GJ, where you turn off all the lights and you can't even see your hand in front of your face? Have you ever been in that kind of a situation? Maybe once or twice. Well, I remember vividly, my wife and I were visiting a caverns down, not too far away, about an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes south. Um, and when my wife and I went through that tour, we took a tour with about 15 other people. We get to this point in the, in the tour where the guide stops and she has a flashlight and there's lights on the wall. And she says, we're going to we're going to just alert you right now if you don't want to go through this experience then you can walk back a little further where there's light but we're going to turn off all the lights we're going to turn off the flashlight just to give you an idea of what it feels like if you were down in this mine for the first time and you had and your candle went out which is when they discovered it when they had candles only i mean and so she turned off all the lights on the wall and kept the flashlight on and still, you could see, you can make out, it got a little dimmer, right? You could, you can still make, make out everybody, This, but it's a little hazy, a little dim. But then she turned off the flashlight. She counted three, turned off the flashlight. And then she, you could still hear her speaking. My wife and I are standing right next to each other. So I knew she was there, right? I knew someone was there just by being able to touch her on the shoulder. And, but we put our hand, we put our hand up in front of our face. We couldn't see our hand in front of our face. And then she actually took her flashlight with her hand over it and turned it on. And just that's my granddaughter outside running around having a good time. Um, she took her flashlight over her hand and just that little bit of light illuminating through her hand was enough to bring a warmth and a comfort because you could see again. And so what's currently happening, I think, in this world is that we are at a place where it is so dark. It's so dark that people can't see whether they're coming or going. They don't know what's happening. They're concerned. They're fearful, as we talked about at the very beginning. And they don't know which way to turn. The only thing we can do is turn on the light of Jesus. And that light is a bright light. That's a light that says, if I be lifted up, Jesus said this, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto myself. And we was talking about his crucifixion. He was talking about the fact that the Son of God, who was also a fully man, was going to Give his life as a sacrifice so that we will be able to look at him and say, I need to go towards you. You are, you are the light of the world. And then he said to us, then you are also the light of the world. So go and share this as you as you have a relationship with me. I'm not sure why I started going down that pathway other than the fact that I feel like people need some hope, GJ. It's just 
you and I, we went through some really uh, weird battles with the enemy the last couple of weeks. And I know how much the light of Jesus meant, means to me in those time frames. So, Well, <clears throat> something that I shared with you, I think yesterday, or maybe it was this morning, it was this morning, in the early morning, <clears throat> the enemy is victorious in our lives because we're yielding the power to him and not standing firm in our identity in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> we're failing to firmly remain in the union we were designed to have with Christ under his leadership. So when we're standing firm, then a lot of that fear, and a lot of those things start to subside. It may not be immediately. In some cases, it is immediate. <clears throat> you know, it depends on the scenario. I know I've seen things that, oh my gosh, I just had to stop, give praise to Jesus, and it's just like all of a sudden it was like gone. And just like in that analogy that you gave of the darkness, uh, you know, there it was, it was light, and then it was dark, and then it was just a little subtle amount. Sometimes that's what happens when, we, when we're in the darkness, the glimmer starts to happen. <clears throat> so no matter where you're at, no matter where you're at in the world, and, you know, we got people following us all over the world and watching the show all over the world, which, again, we're very humbled by. Um, and, you know, we're just here to point people to Jesus and point that no matter what happens, you know, if a flood happens, I mean, what happens if a flood happens and, and, and you get sucked up in it? You know, are you ready? Are you ready for eternal life? And regardless of whether the signs are accurate right now or they're just signs that are leading to the signs, mm -hmm. you know, that could be the case. We, we never say any one of these signs is there's the sign. There's the sign. What we see is it's happening in such an alarming fashion all over the globe all in the heavens, <clears throat> and every week we got something. I mean, it's crazy. And you, you could just pick it off one by, well, that's, that happened five years ago. That happened 28 years ago, 35 years ago, 100 years ago. And, and we can say yes. At the same level, I don't think so. Even like we talked about knowledge, how, no, how fast knowledge is, is doubling. <clears throat> it's, it's amazing, and it's at an, an accelerated rate. And all these things we see are happening at an accelerating rate. And, you know, our goal is, our, our number one goal for this show is to point you to Jesus. <clears throat> and we've both lived <laughs> without Jesus. And, uh, you know, you can have a pretty good life without Jesus. But what I know is that at some point, you run into the dead end. And uh, sometimes the peace is lacking. The chaos is happening. You feel like you're running around like like in Pro, you know Proverbs, uh, twenty nine eighteen, you know, without the guidance, running wild, with no purpose. So with Jesus, you can be living in purpose, for purpose, and on purpose, <clears throat> and that's that's what our 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 objective is is point to to Jesus so that you can live in the purpose that He has for you and have eternal life. And as we said, when you start focusing on the eternal, then a lot of this stuff, it really doesn't matter. You know what? I, you know what's, I've heard this, even I even heard it today from someone that they say, well, you know, we talk about the end times. and But Martin Luther back in the 1500s was talking about the end times. So we're just, you know, we're all saying these about the end times and we don't really know. So why even, why even alert and make people focus on that? And, and I, I just keep coming back to the fact that, hey, 
whether Martin Luther was talking about it in 1500 or we're talking about it in 2021, it's still the fact that we need to point people to Jesus. He did not say, hey, forget about the end times and, you know, and just do whatever you want until I come back again. Because you're not going to be able to know anyway. So why would you even worry about it? GJ and I are not worried about it. We want as many people to be ready for it as possible. And by the way, just because they did it in 1500 and the end times didn't actually happen, I'm like the actual end didn't happen in that time frame. Just because we may talk about it now in 2021 and it may not happen even in our time frame, doesn't mean that we're going to stop talking about it. Because Jesus said, work and occupy until I come again. And he said, constantly be ready. Be ready for my return because you don't know. Jesus gave a whole parable about this when he talked about the 10 virgins that were being that were pre preparing for, for the bridegroom to come and take them to the wedding. Well, the father of the of the uh, of the groom will send the bridegroom to the bride to to receive them. Hey, Journey's here to say hello. Hey everybody, we have a special guest. I'll get back to that in just a second. Oh, every, every week. Hey. Journey, Journey. Hey, hey, look up, look at the screen right there. Look up there. You gotta sit a little higher. Hey everybody. Hi. <laughs> you know why? You know, here's another example of why we do this right here, because we have children that need to be taught the ways of the, uh, the ways of the scripture and so that they will, the next generation can move on and believe in Jesus. Right. Journey. Come on. Five. All right. You got to run. That, that was the ice cream. Oh, was the ice cream good last night. Yeah. All right, babe. I'll see you later. Okay. Oh, ask, ask uh, Alice. So while, while he's preoccupied, um, <laughs> I'll stop the show for my granddaughter. Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's how we roll. That's how we roll. By the way, she's not. You're not being replaced by her. She doesn't know enough yet. <laughs> I was starting to get a little nervous. <laughs> I'm sure you were. I'm going back to Proverbs 29:13. They're running wild. <laughs> Well, anyway, back to what I was saying about the about the bridegroom and the and the bridesmaids and the wedding party. They had to be ready. And five of them, they had these oil lamps and they actually had extra oil because they knew they did not know when the bridegroom was going to come. And there's five that didn't actually prepare. They weren't ready. And when that bridegroom came to get them, Jesus says that the five that were ready went off. The other five were like, hey, let us borrow some oil so that we can take our our lamp with us. And they said, I'm sorry, we only have enough for us. So the whole point of that story is, is that Gigi and I, our families, we want to be ready. We are literally preparing ourselves and those around us and anybody within the sound of our voice to be ready for when Jesus does come again. We don't know when that's going to be, but you need to be ready. Anyway, that's just, I want to get that out. Sorry about that. Well, the one thing to add to what you're saying, and that's a great story, and I know that's right out of the Bible, um, is let's say the the coming of Jesus is way down the road. How many people are going to die today in the world? I don't know how many. It's a lot. Every day, there's a lot. And a lot of them didn't wake up that day and say, hey, I'm going to die today. But they died. They got in a car wreck. They got they got sucked up in a volcano, typhoon, 
solar storm, all these things that happen to create, create chaos. Landslides. Landslide gets sucked up into a uh, sinkhole. <laughs> I know. Seriously, seriously, I saw the video. I'm like, oh my gosh. That dude did not think he was going that day. Now, I don't know if he died, but he might have. That's something that makes you go, hmm. Um, the point is, you never know when your your number's up. Are you ready? And you can play Russian roulette. You can go around and hang out with Putin and play Russian roulette. But what happens if you're not ready? Then you got to do with the fury. And the fury is eternal. And that's hell. It's not Putin fury. <laughs> It's it's hell fury, and we have to be we, we want and look we're not saying this to you because we want to scare you into heaven. No, right? No, that's not what we're saying. This, but it is reality, and we need to understand that if we reject Jesus, if we reject this message of hope, then that's the other result. Yeah, judgment. and we're given free will, and and if you choose otherwise, that that's up to you. You know. Hey, I actually have one, uh, and I have another scripture in a little bit, but uh, I have no, I have things that make you go, hmm. Well, I just gave right. one. Yeah, you did. But can, there, there's... Can I, can I just go back to that one? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, man. So there's a sinkhole, and people are gathering up around the sinkhole. What do you think might happen? The sinkhole may get a little bigger, which happens quite frequently. It isn't usually the small little hole. It ends up getting a little bigger. Next thing you know, everything gives away. Well, that's what happened. Then it, all this water is rushing through the flooding, and they got sucked up right into it. I don't know where they went. I don't know what happened. But that made me go, hmm. I, uh, I also was thinking about the flooding that happened in China with the subway car. Because we talked a little bit about that, um, you and I, over the weekend. But, I mean, I think they found that there were over 100 people that actually died. Wow. Because they were stuck in that subway because of flooding that happened. And, you know, it's – I'm not I'm not necessarily fearful of subways. I've been on a lot of subways in the past. I've been on uh, – you know, I've, I've all over the world have been on subways. So I'm not saying, hey, stay away from subways. I'm just saying you never know the day – that your life could be taken. And, and I, I just, my heart, my heart aches for not knowing which one of those people may not have known about, about Jesus, which is why you and I continue to push this every single week, which is why we want people to understand there is a hope. There is a hope. There is a hope. And I don't know really what else to say other than you have to make this decision yourself. I can't make people do it. We can't make people do it, but you have to make this decision and say, I accept that Jesus is the son of God, came to take away the sin of the world so that we could have a relationship with the father and spend eternity with him when we give our lives over to him. And we're going to give people an opportunity to that in just a minute. But I do have one other things that make you go home that I was like, huh, that's mm -hmm. interesting. Well, one, one thing, one thing, because Tammy's asking, how can you prepare? What we're right. talking about, preparing your heart, preparing your soul, preparing your mind for Jesus. That's what we're we're saying prepare for. Uh, we're not saying prepare and go and gather up all the food and, you know, go, go to a bunker or any of that. I mean, 
you know, maybe that's a, that's a smart move for certain situations. But but it, what we're talking about preparing, we're talking about preparing your soul and giving your life to Jesus so that you can have eternal life. That's what we're talking about in preparation and being in the word on a regular basis. And then for us, it's a daily basis and <clears throat> praying daily and being around the right people that are going to lift you up. That's what we're talking about preparing. That's, I'm glad you made that clarification because, uh, I mean, it's always good to prepare physically speaking. I mean, my wife and I prepare, but we always, because you look, look, we live in California. There are fires at our doorstep. There's literally one only 45 minutes away and they, they're having trouble getting control of it. They're evacuating the city in that area. There are fires literally all over the West. They've now pushed into Nevada. And I mean, I could show you another picture another day, but literally it seems like the entire West Coast is on fire. It's crazy. Fire season started like three weeks earlier. But so prepare for those kinds of things because that's just a smart thing to do. But again, what GJ just said is what we're, is what we're really focusing on. You need your heart prepared to be ready for when Jesus is going to come back or when you actually pass from this life. And we understand that when we pass from this life, if we're believing in Jesus, that's not the end. That's just the beginning. Because yeah. then present with the Lord as we're present with him. And that's the beginning of the rest of our eternity. So um, yeah, that's great clarification. I have backpacks. I've got food. I got some things here. We got some, we got some potatoes, freeze dried and whatever. <laughs> it's just add water, but, and that's only if we need it while we're here on this earth, but all that stuff just will go away one day. Hey, so there, here's, Here's that one thing I was going to say. So there's a woman in Israel. I'm not sure if she's the only one, but I saw this news story. I was like, I got to read this article. Who goes out every year to collect tiny insects that once a year produce a flame-colored dye that was used in the first two temples in Jerusalem. Why is that, <laughs> Why is that crazy? Could you imagine being that woman collecting these little tiny insects and like smashing them and get the dye out and try to collect it all and make it? I'm just saying that would, that's the things that make you go, hmm, because we know that one day the third temple is supposed to be built, right? Daniel, Revelation, and uh, Paul and Jesus all talk about the abomination that causes desolation where there's going to be this person that's going to come on the scene and at some point he's going to desecrate the temple we're not talking about the al-aqsa mosque it's going to be a temple on the temple mount in jerusalem a new one a new one and so this woman is going out every year to do her part to collect this little these little insects that is the only insect i think that has this flame colored uh dye that they can use in some of the fabrics i just thought that was really wild <laughs> yeah well how did you know that's that's the first question i i comes to mind and then how much do you get <laughs> how many insects god bless her that's all i guess like my wife giving blood where i give two pints she, she gave half a cup and that stopped Did she really? <laughs> seriously yeah ask her about giving blood I'll have to ask you next time. Last week. 
Oh man. All right. Should I, should I talk about my dream that I had last week? <clears throat> I got one thing to make you a Yeah, go for it. Harvard, <clears throat> Harvard astronomer revolutionizes search for alien life with new project. Again, why is all this alien talk coming more and more and more? It's because that's what they're going to say when, when Jesus comes back. And, and here's, the, here's another thing about the end times. I don't know about when some of the people you were just talking about were talking about the end times. Were they talking about aliens and all that and abductions and all that? This has happened more and more and more and more and more. Why? Because they know what's going to happen. They know that Jesus is coming back. They know that we're going to go in the rapture, and, and then all of a sudden these people are gone. They've got to explain it for everybody else that's left. And the ones that go, they're the ones that gave their life to Christ. And the ones that are still left hadn't given their life to Christ. They still have an opportunity, but it's going to be a pretty tough thing if they live through it. That's... That's where my head goes. <laughs> That's a good place to go. It is. Um, Tammy asked the question, how come Utah, the desert, have no Wi-Fi or internet? Probably because there's no poles that are broadcasting. Just saying. That, you know, there's, you have to have some things hardwired before you can get the Wi-Fi. So I figured I'd just answer that question. It was tossed out there. I figured I'd answer it. Um, I do like what she said here, though. Trusting God is the calm. Being in the calm, watching the world spin out of control is insanity and wickedness is making me pace. You know what? Wickedness makes me pace too, Tammy. It really does. There is, uh, There are several movies that, are come, that have come out and one that has just recently come out talking about the uh, human trafficking, but specifically child trafficking. And what I'm, all I'm going to say to you is this, is that there is evil in this world and it exists and resides in this world. And there is good in this world because of Jesus, because of God. And he has called on us to be salt and light. Jesus said that in Matthew chapter 5 when he was giving the Sermon on the Mount. He says, you need to be salt and light. Well, salt flavors and brings out what is already there, right? So if you pour, it also preserves. You can also clean things with it. Salt is something that has so many different uses. As a matter of fact, you can look it up right now and probably find 65 different uses for salt that are all good. They're all something that helps get something cleansed and preserved and back to back to cleanliness. Then he also said you need to be a light. You need to bring my word, my message of hope to the world. Well, I wanted to read in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 15 to 17. But let me just back up and say, uh, back to verse 13. He says, as for us, we can't help but thank God for you, dear brothers and sisters loved by the Lord. This is Paul talking to the church of Thessalonica. We are always thankful that God chose you to be among the first to experience salvation, a salvation that came through the Spirit who makes you holy and through your belief in the truth. He called you to salvation when we told you the good news. Now you can share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 15, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 says, With all these things in mind, dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Keep a strong grip on the teaching we passed on to you, both in person and by letter. 
Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by his grace gave us eternal comfort and a wonderful hope, comfort you and strengthen you in every good thing that you do and say. I think it would be a great time now to kind of lead people to Jesus. GJ, what do you think? Amen. Well, if uh, if you're out there and you're listening to us right now and you've heard the last 50 minutes, 52 minutes, we've given you a lot of info. We've given you hopefully some encouragement. We've also kind of talked about some of our own feelings about the way things are going. But ultimately what it comes down to is, is have you made a decision to follow Jesus? Have you in your heart said, I believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he came to this earth in a miraculous way, in order to die on a cross so that he can be a substitute and a sacrifice for our sins, giving us an opportunity to come before God, our Father, and say, I want to have a relationship with you. I accept your forgiveness. Change me from the inside out. Make me a new person because I know the old ways and those things have not given me any fulfillment. They haven't brought me any clarity. They haven't brought me anything but trouble. But now I want to accept Jesus and I know that I'm going to face trouble because I'm going to, but I'm going to have peace in the middle of that storm. I'm going to have calm in the middle of the chaos. So if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, you say in your word that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, I want to call on your name today. I believe Jesus, you are the son of God that came to take away the sin of the world. And that includes my sin. That includes the things that I've done against you. And I have broken your law, but Lord, I accept your forgiveness. Please come and live in my heart. Change me from the inside out. Make me new and give me a hope for a future that I never thought I could have, but now is mine. And Lord, teach me to live according to your word and according to your ways, because we want to be those that follow the guidance of the scripture. We want to follow your law, which is loving you with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and loving our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you for making me new today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Any wrap-up comments there, GJ? Well, I was just, you know, going back to Proverbs chapter 2, and I have old people. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Old people. <clears throat> That's my dad's Bible. Uh, he had this underlined. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth, cometh knowledge and understanding. So I pray that for each and every one of you. I pray that each and every one of you that prayed that prayer with Dan, you, you now have the eternal salvation. So praise Jesus on that. Hallelujah, as my dad would say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> and there's a lot to understand and prepare. <laughs> So as we shared a little bit ago, and as Tammy um, in the comments had asked, um, but that's an exciting place to be. And there's peace, there's victory, there's joy. Doesn't mean things aren't going to be difficult. Dan just went through, you know, typical, uh, difficult, you know, time and with some of his family members and, and a lot of different things going on. And, uh, you know, that happened, that's happened with me. And there's times, but what I know is Dan has me to pray for him. He's praying for me. And who do you have praying for you? So we're praying for each and every one of you, even if we don't know you by name, all around the world. 
<clears throat> so that's that's victory right there. And uh, we give uh, all praise to Jesus for this. Um, I know we have four minutes. I don't know if we should, if it's too much to, or we can talk about your dream next week. We can talk about it next week. Yeah. I mean, really the dream is just an, an encouragement to pray against the evil one. Jesus did say, and I'll just um, just say this, I'll talk about the dream next week, but Jesus, when he taught the disciples how to pray, he actually said, and deliver us from the evil one. So he said, even to the disciples, you need to pray for protection from the evil one. So every single day that I pray for with my granddaughter before bed, I pray over all my family and I ask the Lord to protect us and our minds, bodies, souls, and spirits from all deception, from all harm that the evil one can bring to us. And I pray against that every single day. And I pray that everyone will also do the same. So that's all I got. That's all I got, bro. You know what? I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying. Look to Jesus. Look up. Your redemption's drawn near. God bless everybody. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.